Section 95 of Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Nater. The World's Story, Volume 11, Canada, South America, Central America, Mexico, and the West Indies. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 25. Chief Nicaragua and the Spaniards, 1522, by Frederick Palmer. Gil González Davila effected the conquest of Nicaragua in 1522 with 100 horses, four men, and his grand conceit and winning manners. He found a large, indolent native population, existing easily of the plentiful fish in the rivers and the products of the bountiful soil, divided into many tribes and, in the highlands, sharing the Mayan civilization. The first chief he met was Nicoya, whom he told of the all-powerful Christian god who could send unbelievers to hellfire and believers to heaven. According to the persuasive hills reports to Spain, Nicoya concluded immediately in favor of bliss rather than burning, and he and all his followers were baptized. In return for salvation, Nicoya made Hill a present of all his gold idols and gold dust to the value of 16,000 castellanos. Back in the hills was a mightier chief, Nicaragua, from whom the country takes its name. Nicoya warned Hill that Nicaragua might fight valiantly if angered, or if approached properly, he might accept Christianity. So Hill sent an embassy with this message. Tell him that a Captain Comth, commissioned to these parts by the great king of the Christians, to tell all the lords of these lands that there is in the heavens, higher than the sun, one lord, maker of all things, and that those believing and obeying him shall at death ascend to that loftiness, while disbelievers shall be driven into the fire beneath the earth. Tell him to be ready to hear and accept these truths, or else to prepare for battle. Nicaragua's answer was that of a proud and hospitable gentleman. Tell those who sent you, he said, that I know not their king, and therefore cannot do him homage, that I fear not their sharp swords, but love peace rather than war. Gold has little value, they are welcome to what I have, and in regard to the religion they teach I will talk with them, and if I like it I will adopt it. Hill now proposed an exchange of gifts before discussing spiritual affairs. In return for gold valued at 15,000 castellanos, he gave a shirt, a red cap, and a silk dress. After this successful bargain, he harangued Nicaragua on the value of Christianity through the grace of the King of Spain. But Nicaragua begged to ask the missionary a few questions. You who know so much of the maker and of the making of this world, tell me, he said, of the great flood, and will there be another? In the universal end, will the earth be overturned? or will the sky fall and destroy us? Whence do the sun and moon obtain their light, and how will they lose it? How large are the stars? How are they held in the sky and moved about? Why are the nights made dark, and the winters cold? Why did not the Christian God make a better world? What honor is due him? And what rights and duties has man, under whose dominion are the beasts? Whither goes the soul, which you hold to be immortal, when it leaves the body? Does the Pope never die? And is the great king of Spain a mortal? And why do the Christians so love gold? Hill answered all most satisfactorily, according to his accounts, though he does not say how. Came these men from heaven? Nicaragua asked of the interpreter. Yes, was the answer. But in what way? asked Nicaragua. 
directly down like the flight of an arrow or riding a cloud or in a circuit like a bent bow the interpreter's reply is not recorded possibly he said that this detail was known only to the king of spain after he had exercised his wits long enough nicaragua concluded i see no harm in it we cannot however give up our war paint and weapons our gay decorations and dances and become women then according to bancroft upon a high mound whose summit was reached by steps gil gonzalez had planted the cross upon first entering the town a procession headed by the spanish and the native leaders now marched solemnly about the town and ascended the steps of the mound on their knees chanting their hymns of praise the while proceeding to the temple they erected there an altar and jointly placed upon it the sacred emblem in token the one of giving and the other of receiving the true faith hill says that in one day he personally catechized every one of the nine thousand and seventeen natives his exactitude about the number ought to be convincing to any sceptic but peace in nicaragua was transient hill's men were soon trying by treacherous attack to force such gold from the natives as they would not give other conquerors set claim to this land of treasure with its amiable people among them was cortez these quarrels were carried to the court of spain when not fought out on the spot and while guatemala was under single-headed authority nicaragua became the scene of the broils of fortune hunters who set the example for the feuds of leaders and communities which followed independence at the end of spanish dominion in eighteen twenty two nicaragua must have had nearly two million population the prosperous cities of granada and leon each had a hundred thousand then for more than thirty years the civil tumult of municipality against municipality house against house family against family and neighbor against neighbor continued men of wealth were forced to beggary on the highways the fertile plateau of the northern midland was devastated and depopulated until by eighteen fifty probably less than five hundred thousand people remained End of section ninety five this recording is in the public domain.